Hi, everyone. This is Dawn Richard, also known as The Awakening with Dawn, and this is the Wake Up to Real, po Real Love podcast, where we share stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationships, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. I am super honored and excited uh, today because I have a very special expert uh, in the field. Her name is Charlotte Mia Rose, and she believes it is possible to create a fulfilling and delicious sex life, even in a long-term relationship, and even while having a family. Oh my gosh, that's possible? <laughs> <laughs> she co-hosts the highly popular, informative, and soulful podcast, Speaking of Sex, with her partner in love, life, and co-parenting, Chris Maxwell-Rose. Their podcast offers hundreds of hours of free erotic education to anyone ready to expand their capacity for pleasure, love, arousal, and connection. They also offer a full suite of multimedia courses at pleasuremechanics.com where they teach everything you need to know so you can become a masterful lover and have the fulfilling sex life you deserve. Both trained massage therapists and certified sexologists, Chris and Charlotte believe touch is the foundation of sexual intimacy and they have gathered their thousands of hours of massage and sex training into practical, effective techniques so you can unlock new realms of sexual pleasure, intimacy, and connection in the privacy of your own home. Their work has reached men and women in over 60 countries around the world. Please come join them in their free course, The Erotic Essentials, at pleasuremechanics.com free. Welcome, Charlotte Rose. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> when you hear this about yourself, can you believe it? <sighs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's been a lifetime of creation. Yeah. Um, and I'm amazed. I'm amazed at what is possible in the world, but I feel grateful. I feel grateful and I feel happy that this is what I'm up to in the world. It's really incredible. And, and you and I were just, um, you know, talking before we started this about how, how you are, you and Chris are opening up this language and this communication and this openness and honesty about sex and intimacy in love and relationships. And uh, it's a bold new concept. Mm. I think so many of us feel so alone. Like it's a subject that we're not allowed to talk about in culture. Right. And so many people struggle with so many aspects of it, but it's even more painful when we can't have an honest conversation with people around us, people we love. It is this one area of life that has so many constraints culturally, uh -huh. personally, interpersonally. And we really just need to be talking about it because the more we talk about it, we realize we're often having very similar experiences yes and it just it eases our it eases our hearts and minds to know that we're not alone right in our struggles and thinking and, i'm not crazy if i'm if i'm dealing with this yeah yeah uh -huh. it's so important it's so important and there's so much unlearning to do in yes. our culture to be able to have an amazing and beautiful sex life it is it is it is work it is a transformation it is a series of choices that one makes solo and in a partnership in order to be able to undo all of the cultural learning that we have been that we've absorbed uh-huh now was sex something that you talked about ever in your home or regularly or what was what was that like in your f family of origin mm. no 
it wasn't. It was something that I asked. I remember being a kid and asking, what is a blowjob? Because I had heard and that expression on my mother's face. <gasps> this is not something we ever talk about. This is, uh-huh. this is a terrible subject. Um, and that moment where she was like, it's something that people who love do for, do for each other. And I just uh-huh. knew immediately it was a lie. Uh, and it was so I, I got the charge around it and uh-huh. it wasn't something that was safe to talk about at home uh-huh. um, but with that my mother had a kind of a sensual awareness that she brought to our life not in an unboundaried way but just she loved like beauty and um and touch she would give us like back rubs at night you know so there was like a presence of the body and the joy the body could bring uh-huh. um in my family and I feel like that helped me and we did a lot of sports and I biked a lot so I was connected to my body and that was safe uh-huh. um, which isn't everyone's experience I know and I'm grateful and lucky for that right um, but uh, it was just something I was really interested in um, and I was drawn to and it became something that I you know other people would talk to me about and I felt like from being a young age I was a safe place somehow for people to talk to and so that has always been in my life and so how did you how did you decide to become a massage therapist? You became a massage therapist first? Yes. I was in like social services working with people. I wanted to see how I could serve people. Uh-huh. And that felt very draining and I wanted something that would feel generative and healing and loving. Um and so I became a massage therapist. And then I became an erotic masseuse. So in my early 20s um, I was doing erotic massage. How did you transition? Like what drew you to that? I mean, I had always been curious again about sex. Right. Um, and I, and in our culture, there's not that many ways to have, to really see what people, are, what's kind of behind the closed doors. Um, uh-huh. And I was, I was curious and I was young and <laughs> um, being sort of a college educated I don't I called, I called a number that I saw and was like basically trying to do an informational interview. Uh-huh. Excuse me, do you love your work? I'm just wondering if you really enjoy it. And they were like, oh. can I get an internship, please? Basically. And I did start doing that work and I really did love it. It's complicated um, in our culture, but the experience of giving one way touch to mostly men giving them a full body massage and then giving them erotic massage. It was a, it's a really beautiful structure. It's a really extraordinary experience to let somebody just experience pleasure for an hour under your hands. Mm. It's not something we get to do much in our life. And especially men do not often get the experience of receiving. I feel like men are taught all the time to be manly. You have to perform, you have to go, go, go. And to have them lie down and just receive pleasure in a, there's nothing else to do Uh Um, in that, in that experience was really extraordinary just to see how people received pleasure, to see what was possible. Um, It was, it was really, there was a lot about the experience. It was incredibly beautiful. And I felt totally in love with the technology of erotic massage. Uh And while I was there, it was like so clear that wives were not having this experience. Right. Right. Um, women were not getting this experience and that obviously is heartbreaking um, and so many of the men I would ask them why are you here and they're like I love my wife I just they are not interested in sex and sexuality since they've had kids was like the most common story right and them it felt like a simple way of getting their needs 
net, but also being connected to their wife. So I kept feeling like I was thinking about these women and really wanting them to have this experience. Uh Um, So part of stepping out of that and going to get graduate level sexology training was in order to be able to be of service to the couples and be able to be of service to the women in these scenarios where sex has just become something too complicated or too tiring um, to even be interested in, which is a very, very, very common story in our culture. Yes. Yes. Um, And I I think too, um, because, you know, as babies, we all love to be touched and held and cuddled and nibbled on and kissed all over and completely non-sexually, right? But something happens as we grow up where, um, you know, it becomes less acceptable for boys to be touched and caressed in a non-sexual way. And then women go the other extreme. Women become more sexualized that it's, you know, you can only be touched in a sexual way. Mm. And so I feel like there's this, um, there's this dichotomy of how do we get our sort of nurturing touch needs met that in a non-sexual way that could possibly lead to a sexual way or, you know, not at all. So this is, this is what I want to talk to you about because I think it's so, so important. Totally. I completely agree. We, a lot of us are touch starved. Um, and they've done all these studies with kids, like even if they have all their other needs met, if they don't have touch, some of them will, will get really sick and or die. And it's, it's horrible. But I know. Um, and as adults, I don't believe we're that different. I think different um, manifests in different ways. Right. But, um, I do believe we all really need touch. And in other cultures, it doesn't look the same as we grow up. In other cultures, a lot of men will hug and touch and kiss on the cheek you know there's a different way men interact but especially in this culture most men will not get any touch except from like hugs from kids and their partner or if they play sports they get pats on the butt right or or tackled or you know and i do actually recommend often for some men who have really high touch needs that like martial arts wrestling jujitsu some of those like for really high libido men that like need more intensity and need more touch like it can be Uh a really good way of meeting both of those needs actually Uh Uh Um, but that's an aside Um, (laughs) yes we need more touch totally and so within our relationships like we're not gonna be able to change the whole culture and like be offering each other more cuddles and hugs even though I would love that to be the case so I feel like within relationships is where we can like cultivate just like a higher touch experience Uh and I feel like giving full body massage and or erotic massage, adding that in can be a really extraordinary and beautiful experience for people um, that really allows them to sink into the experience of being in their body, of feeling the pleasure of being in their body, of, of tending to one another and nurturing and nourishing one another. I, and creating I, really high levels of arousal and turn on, but like sourced from this place of, I love you. I care about you. Let me take care of you, yes. which is often so much easier for long-term relationships to access. I feel like our culture is obsessed with lust and lusty sex and like that right. is beautiful and amazing. But over time that does, that does diminish slightly or is harder to generate. Right. But like making a date with a partner and being like, I'd love to give you a massage at, seven o'clock on Thursday night, would you be up for receiving that? 
please, I'll put it in my calendar right now. Right? It's like a little <laughs> bit, for some couples, that's a much easier ask. For others, there might be more stuff one needs to do before you get to that point. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a much easier way of generating that kind of warmth that then happens when you keep the erotic connection alive between two people over time. I, I think that's really important what you said about taking care of the other person, because yeah. es- especially when you have kids and I yeah. know, and it sounds like you have been experiencing this, like you're the majority of your energy is focused externally, right? So you are constantly giving, 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 and then you, and then at the end of the day, you're like, well, did anybody give to me? <laughs> So how, so, you know, this was, this was one issue that I had with my ex-partner that even though, you know, he was sort of taking care of like the responsibilities in the house, I never felt like he was really caring for me. And that's why I feel like your, um, I, I listened to your four types of, you know, little five minute massages that you can give, uh, to your partner what a beautiful gift, a way to show, hey, I'm caring about you. I'm caring for you. This is something that you can just be open to receive. So you want to talk about that? Totally. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I feel so strongly that giving one another a massage is like putting love in action. Yeah. It's like making a practice of it. It's like, let me tend to your body. Yeah. Let me, let me, there's so much distraction in this world. And let me like put that all aside and just pay attention to your flesh, your, your, the sensations in my body, in your body. Uh-huh. And it's also a one way touch thing. Sex can be so confusing because we have to pay attention to how we feel, how another person right. feels. It's a lot to pay attention to, actually. Too much, and, like, too much stimulus. It kind of is. It can be. It's like a very high level skill. So I feel like to be able to develop those skills, it's a really wonderful place to practice just paying attention to what you're feeling under your hands and how much love and pleasure you can be sourcing under them and, and like learning your lover's body, helping them relax. Like it gets rid of stress, which is always one of the main things that gets in the way of people's interest in eroticism right. and sex because we're just too stressed. And so I feel like it has these, it does multiple things at the same time. It's like allowing for connection, even if you don't have sex, it's allowing for a moment of taking care of one another. Mm-hmm. It's helping both of you relax. It's helping both of you get present to your own bodies. It is an act of care. And I just think it is so beautiful. I wish that all bodies could have this skill and be able to offer it to themselves and their partner because I feel like it creates this circuit of goodness and deliciousness and pleasure and connection mm-hmm. that really is, it's so powerful and it creates so much more in the relationship because when you have that connection, just everything feels easier. There's less mm-hmm. arguments, there's less pain. You feel more connected. You know, it's a magical thing and it is something that we can learn once and then just keep getting better at over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and recreating for one another. And I just feel like it's so powerful. I want it for everyone. So uh, where do we sign up for the school? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you can. You're welcome to come over and sign up at pleasuremechanics.com slash free. And there's a, the, the foot massage is including then that for free. 
um, just because we want people to have a flavor. But then we do have multiple online courses that do teach all of these skills because that is what we're up to. We want people to have these experiences in their own bodies and in their bedrooms. And how, how has it been a challenge for you and Chris once you've had your daughter to still continue to implement and make time to do this for each other? I mean, it takes real commitment and focus and prioritization. It is not easy, especially in those early years when, when a child just needs so much. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, that was compounded by Chris getting, my partner was really ill for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was taking care of a one-year-old to a three-year-old you know, from when she was grown from one to three and then a sick uh-huh. partner. And it was, it was really what we used, the tool that we used for me to take care of her uh-huh. um, at a time when she was not available. We were in survival mode for you know wild, crazy sex as we had been used to. Uh-huh. Um, it was more like, let me just try and tend to you and love you and nourish you as best as I can with what your body needs right now. Uh-huh. So it was a way that we stayed connected. It was a way that like our bodies stayed knowing each other and caring for one another. And even if it was in some moments, just a hands on and we're breathing together, it was, it was a beautiful and raw intimacy. Mm-hmm. Simple. Um, and it really helped us move through a really challenging time. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded us to just be present with one another, to, to, to just pay attention to one another. Yeah. Um, sometimes it doesn't have to be for long periods of time you know in our culture we think of a massage as like an hour long right to do that we can be five or ten minutes like truly it does change the body chemistry um and sinks allows us to sink into this like pleasure place and relax the relaxation hormones kick in like it's so amazing and it can just be a few minutes so we did that and that really helped us because I, i i think a lot of people you know, say, okay, I don't have the time. And for me, I feel like I don't have the strength. Yeah. You know, like you're a massage therapist, you're sort of trained in how to work your body so that you don't get tired. And I just feel like, you know, well, I do a couple minutes and then I'm tired and I can't do it anymore. So how do you, how do you, how do you overcome those sorts of issues? Well, that's exactly why we wanted to translate everything we had both learned in massage school for people at home, uh-huh. because so much of that is about using your body weight uh-huh. instead of the strength of your hands. And so there are certain positions and certain um, ways of using your hands, your arms and your weight uh-huh. so that you're getting a long gliding stroke, but you're using just literally the weight of your whole body. Uh Um, instead of the strength of your hands because totally your hands get tired um, and they are so attuned and have so much skill they really are best for like small areas like parts of the neck but you can kind of use the bigger areas Um, you can you can massage the bigger areas first with more like the pressure from your hands um, Uh or the weight of your forearm so these are all the things we want to teach people so that they don't have that experience of feeling like their hands get tired because that is so common in so many people's experience and people don't have time to go to massage school to learn these like (laughs) tricks from from that. And that's Uh exactly what we wanted to translate um, so that everyone can have those skills in their hands. And I, and I love how you talk about, you know, it's really easy to do when you're just sitting on the couch watching TV. 
totally. Just like any amount of touch that you can add in, you know, you're paying a bill at a restaurant, you reach over, you give a little hand massage, uh-huh. take moments from micro massage, we call them. Um, it's just like little moments. And once you have those skills in your hands, you can, you can really share them in many, many moments. And that shifts how you feel about one another, how you feel in your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time that really like moves the needle over many years of how connected you feel to one another. Yeah. It's I was really going like, to say, you really feel like present with the other person. And what, I mean, isn't that what we all want? Yes. Isn't that what we all need? Like a sense of feeling like this person is here with you and yeah. they're there for you. You are there for them. Like that is the most precious thing. Yeah. And that, and that, you know, that you matter to them. Because they're taking care of you in a, you know, in this way. You specifically, I think we all want to be like cherished. Yeah. It's the way of being, I am really paying attention to every part of your, the contours of your hand. Uh-huh. I have learned how to do this and I'm paying attention. I am with you. Um, and so it's a really beautiful way of translating all of these values into a moment yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like as, as women, and, and you can speak to this as well, um, that a lot of men get their, you know, touch needs just met sexually. And so in my case, I felt like the only reason that he wanted to touch me was to touch my genitals. And it was like, no, I want I I, <laughs> I mean, if it leads to that, fine, but th- I don't want that to be the goal. I want you to, to cherish me and adore me and care for me so that I feel that sense of connection with you. And when I feel that sense of connection with you, then, you know, that reduces the stress and it allows me to be more open to receiving as well as giving. Completely and totally. And that is so many people's experience. Um, I think like we were talking about earlier, men are often taught that they that sex is the way to get touch. And they, of uh-huh. course, they may want sex, but they also may really want touch and uh-huh. maybe not know that um, as consciously. Um, but absolutely. And I feel like massage can be an amazing tool without having sex. Like it's one of the things we recommend people doing is really like making an agreement that sometimes you are having massage just for massage's sake, but that doesn't uh-huh. mean that it necessarily leads to intercourse. Right. Sometimes it may, and that's a choice. But if we are always thinking that it's going to lead to sex or that it should lead to sex, then, then often people will say, no, thank you. I don't want one. <laughs> right. Um, so kind of making that agreement in your relationship that there are times where you're just touching one another's body without an intention or goal of sex. And I feel like that really frees something up for a lot of women, sometimes for men also, but um, to just feel like you are honestly with no agenda, just being tended to. Do you, um, do you feel... Go, go ahead because you I just think as soon as we feel an agenda sometimes like people are like Ew, Ew, that feels yeah. yucky yeah and so it's yeah we think it feels manipulative of, right right and that's a turnoff where if it's like would you like a foot massage no strings attached to like would you just like a foot <laughs> yes <massage?"> please <laughs> right that's like a much easier thing to say and for some people sometimes that will lead once lead to a desire for sex because you're feeling connected and you're feeling calmer and less stressed and uh-huh. sometimes and that's okay too but you're still connected and feeling good and that's awesome do you so. do you feel like um this would help people who have i'll just say quote unquote just sexual issues you know mm-hmm. that that you can 
just introduce massage as a way to just reconnect with each other's bodies without having that agenda? Yes, but I would recommend starting slower, like starting just with arm and hand massage or starting uh-huh. with foot massage, like maybe not doing the whole body immediately because there uh-huh. is a sense of vulnerability when you're disrobing and having the whole body exposed. So I would start slowly and also just with hugs so that people are connecting with touch. Um, and if one doesn't want to hug for more than 20 seconds in one go, then there are other relationship pieces to, to unravel before that um, because we want to... Uh, if we don't want to hold our lover just like fully clothed and like sink into a long hug, uh, then we don't want to be that close to them. And so there's more to figure out before getting disrobed, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, I I have heard that 20 second hug thing. What is the research behind that? They say that then that's when the oxytocin kicks in, that then Uh the bonding hormones start and um, it can change your chemistry. Um, but it takes that while for the body to sink into it so that it has a real, a real physical impact uh-huh. on our chemistry that uh-huh. is connect, connect is, is that's when we feel bonding. That's when we feel like some happiness and, um, and that totally goes into what you experience when you're experiencing the massage too, right? Because 20 seconds, it's not that long. Like it's amazing what touch can do. This is why I'm so obsessed. Um, <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was thinking like as a baby, oh, I'm sorry, I can only hold you for 10 seconds and then I need to put you down. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the cool thing also is once you've learned the massage on the body, like once you take that to the genitals too, like you take the skills of paying attention, of being present, of like listening to what you feel under the hands. Um, and then you take that to like our most sensitive parts and like you are just going to be a better lover. You're just going to be able to like create more sensation and stimulation and have more confidence in what you're doing. And I just, I just love what it makes possible. It's just because we don't learn how to do that either. We don't learn how to like create high levels of arousal in our partner's body. Like that is a specific set of skills that we don't learn. No, and we don't. I mean, that's one of the things that I've talked to my kids about, you know, their, their sex education in school was really just about the, the literal mechanics of mm-hmm. <laughs> intercourse and basically how to prevent STDs. And, and pregnancy. And, um, you know, this is something that, of course, my kids get really embarrassed, like, Oh, God, here goes mom again. <laughs> you know? I say you have to talk about the realities of how sex um, is such a factor in relationships and how it how sex affects your relationships, how relationships affects your sexual sexuality. And, um, you know, how you learn to like, take care of yourself and take care of your partner and all of the many nuances of what goes on in in intimate relationships. It's very, very complex. And we all just basically, you know, try to figure it out blindfolded, really. Yeah. Blindfolded with a whole bunch of bad messages. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And in that configuration, no one is being taught that pleasure matters the pleasure of the woman, the pleasure of the man, that the pleasure is what is the most important thing. There are various sex acts. Um, We have a 
hierarchy of what we think is more important and less important and more intimate and less intimate, which, you know, can be thrown out the window. And really, if we just want to focus on how much pleasure can we give one another, we're going to be having better sex. But that takes slowing down, dismantling some really strong ideas about mm -hmm. what sex looks like and what is correct sex and what each gender is supposed to be doing in those scenarios. Like there's a lot to undo in order to feel really good about what you're doing often. Do you feel like it's more about um, just being curious and exploring rather than sort of having preconceived ideas and expectations of what, you know, the movies or culture or pornography shows how sex should be part of a relationship? Totally. I mean, I feel like sex is, is a place that adults can play together. Uh -huh. But to really be able to access that, I do think our brain needs to dismantle a lot of those things that we have been taught. It's hard to be in a state of curiosity and play when we really strongly believe that so many different things that, we, you know, <laughs> that what we've seen in porn is actually how you have sex, um, that, that female foreplay, that, that women experiencing pleasure before having intercourse isn't a thing, you know, like all these, these pieces we need to undo. Um, and once we've kind of dismantled what traditional culture tells us about sex, then we can begin to have more of a playground to play. Mm -hmm. Because I think even, um, I can't remember like when I actually learned this, but with my own body, you know, because, because men arrive so much quicker, right? <laughs> and for women, it takes so much longer for our bodies to warm up and open up. Yeah. literally, as well as figuratively. And so, you know, this is something that I've been trying to share with my kids. It's like, well, I have two boys, you know, and I, and I always tell them, you have to please her first because it takes so much longer. You know, I mean, you can, you can arrive quickly, <laughs> but she cannot. So in order to show, you know, show her that you're caring about her, you know, you need to be patient and and allow her to fully, you know, uh, open up. And, and I think, I, I honestly think a lot of women don't even realize that, you know, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour <laughs> takes a long time sometimes. Absolutely. Cause we have to stop being distracted. We have to stop feeling stressed, stressed. To get in mm -hmm. a state of relaxation and be paying attention to the sensations in our body. Um, there's so many factors that allow for us to start feeling deeper and deeper in our body. And the more that we do that, the better things are going to feel. Uh -huh. But yes, it's important for people to know that it can take 20, 40 minutes to an hour for um, a person with a vulva to feel interested in really having intercourse or feeling interested in sex in whatever that looks having, like. Having desire, feeling that desire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and there's, yeah, there's, there's so much to that. And I think that it's really important that people spend time. Um, we love to think about people doing full body massage and then doing erotic touch on the genitals. And then ideally her reaching high levels of pleasure or orgasm, depending on what her body wants mm -hmm. before there's any sort of intercourse, because that intercourse is going to feel so much better at that point for her mm -hmm. and for him, he'll be so much more into it. Mm -hmm. 
and he him having to extend his pleasure by taking more time it will feel better for him too mm -hmm. um, but that takes a lot of slowing down and a lot of paying attention in other ways um, and it's not what we see in porn well and I, and I also think too you know especially if women have experienced any kind of abuse you know there there are all sorts of other things that get in the you know blocks of feeling safety right and trust in your partner and uh, even within your own body there's so much there yes absolutely that is and a lot of women have experienced their body not feeling safe and so there is there is even more care that must be brought to those bodies and the partners of those those people need to learn even more about how we can be bringing like all of our presence and kindness in those moments to keep supporting a person feeling safe how do you, how do you help um, how do you help women who have experienced abuse uh, learn to do these techniques with themselves so that they can create that own their own sense of safety within themselves and within their own bodies? Yeah, that's you. First of all, I just want to say we have an entire free resource um, for survivors of sexual abuse and assault over at, over at pleasuremechanics.com. It's totally free, um, and it's quite a treasure trove of resources um, uh -huh. Chris, my partner has made as as a survivor um, and so I encourage people to go there and really move through the process because there's a lot there about how people can be paying attention to their own body um, different resources for moving trauma out of the body every person is going to be different it's more of a toolkit model because there isn't one path for every single right person. right for everyone uh, my partner really found massage surprise to be really <laughs> essential in her journey and that's part of why you know she has such love for this form is because it was the first place she felt really safe in her body mm -hmm. and was able to start paying attention to sensations um, and feeling the contours of her body um, and it is a very helpful a helpful tool and that can start with solo massage or somebody that you really trust just being with your body, but there are other paths also um, to starting to feel safe in your body, but it mm. is a process. And if you can, having a therapist is really wonderful just for support. Um, but there are a lot of things you can do alone too. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how do you help um, couples do the same thing? How do you help couples create that sense of safety? Who have experienced trauma specifically or just all? Just in, I just think in general. I mean, there's so much relationally that I think is important about feeling safe and heard and listened to and paid attention to sort of some of the pieces. We're Cared for. About. Yeah. Yeah. The listening, um, feeling safe, feeling like you're making time for one another, prioritizing. Um, and then when you're together in naked, I think that so much is about slowing down and really listening and making requests and not making assumptions about any kind of touch moving into intercourse. We think about like every time an invitation is made for sex. Um, if you think about being like, you have to go to the whole, there's a buffet that's offered and you're the whole thing, eat everything. And it's like, <laughs> say no to the buffet. Yeah. Like, would you like a little bit of this? And then we can stop. Um, can I rub your back, but just leave it at that. Like it just makes, it, it takes away the agenda. It makes a person feel safe and cared for. 
and you can move from there and you can really show your love and care. Um, and I think that that's a really beautiful place to start. And so, so do you feel like every sexual experience you should, um, you should, as the person who wants to give, you should always ask, I mean, even with a partner that you know, you know, how, how, how do you show up? Um, because every time is different. Totally. I mean, I don't think it can ever hurt. I think it's valuable to ask. We are always different. Our bodies are always different in different parts of the cycle, different moods, different levels of stress. Something that's going to feel amazing when you're highly aroused is going to feel awful when you're not aroused at all. Uh -huh. We are always in these different states. And I think it's really valuable and respectful to just be checking in with people and asking questions and then moving from there and not making assumptions about what people are available for. I feel like when we can presence um not have these assumptions but allow for sexual sovereignty we can really go somewhere deeper and more pleasurable together well and i also feel like because we are constantly evolving and changing and recreating ourselves that you know what i want and need today is going to be different than what i want and need tomorrow so you know, even, even if I like a particular touch, maybe tomorrow it doesn't feel so good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that I think in our lifetime, we should expect to go through many different sexual seasons. Uh -huh. like, I think that it is like not the barren desert sometimes. <laughs> totally. And that is totally appropriate. You know? And that makes sense. And we can always return to self-touch and solo touch. And that can be incredibly fertile ground. Um, I really deeply believe that we all are responsible to ourselves first and then to another person. Um, and so making time to cultivate that relationship and find the pleasures is, especially as a new season begins um, or ends, it's a really wonderful time to really re-get to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I know our culture kind of has a lot of different thoughts about solo touch in partnership or not, but I think I think it's a really, really powerful meditation and laboratory to explore our pleasure and our interests and our wants and our desires. And uh, I also hope and wish that we all will spend more time in our solo sexual self-care um, that can include relaxation and pleasure. Um, I yeah. Think we'll benefit from that. I feel like, um, you know, because men's genitalia is out there, <laughs> You know, it's, it's more common for men to masturbate solo pleasure. Um, but for women, it's, it, we really have to like make an effort to explore because we don't even see what we have. You know, I, re I remember in college, um, what was that old book? Our bodies ourselves. And we're talking about, you know, standing on top of a mirror and it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that I looked like that. Right. Um, and really like giving ourselves permission to, uh, to explore what feels good for us and like what, you know, what spots feel good, where, where do I feel more aroused? Where do I feel, um, more open, you know, uh, what's my process? I mean, it's really, it's really getting to know your body. Totally. And, and many women don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And integrating it as part of your body. Uh -huh. Just what it 
that you know the contours of your face um and some of us put on you know lotion after the shower like it is just part of touching and tending to our full body uh-huh. and integrating integrating that part of our body so that uh-huh. it can become a place of of awareness and then pleasure uh-huh. but often for people getting to a place of neutrality is a wonderful place to start because uh-huh. uh, our culture does tell us all kinds of negative things um, that we do have to again undo before we can kind of reach this place of joy and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think too, um, you know, what, like we were talking about your daughter's, you know, birthday mm-hmm. party that she was at this week. It's like just the joy and the fun and the pleasure and just being in the moment. Like when we become adults, we don't give ourselves permission to go there very often. You know, I mean, we're so full of our responsibilities and going to work and paying the bills and taking care of the kids and trying to tend to our partner that it's like pleasure. What's pleasure? <laughs> totally. It is really a choice. It is it, it, in our world. Like we are set up to be all about productivity and achievement and to take and carve time out that is about tending to ourselves and tending to our pleasure and our joy is an effort. It is something we have to prioritize. Uh, But when we do, I think that we find that we become so much more resourced from a really beautiful place. And that then ends up, we end up feeling better. And so we show up in our world, in a in a more joyful way, in a more, kind calm way and this contributes to everyone else and everything you care about in your world Mm -hmm. so it's really like a generating force for us to reconnect to ourselves um to all things but i think is this is this something that you have struggled with having a having a child like Um, through those years where my partner was sick and my kid was really little like it I my, my mother was ill it was I was the center of taking care of everyone mm-hmm. and as I said we've always believed that um taking care of ourselves sexually first is of of the most importance and then we share ourselves with a partner next so it was really an opportunity for me to practice that um and really 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 do that and it I found it so true it was like I felt like I was working every single moment. And at the end of the day, when I was tired and I would just, I, I challenged myself to make sure I gave myself at least five minutes of solo massage. Uh So that was on all of my body, not even necessarily genitally, but just like, can I tend to my own body with the care and reverence that I would give another? Can I nourish where I feel sore and tight and I'm holding a lot and let me just, sink into the pleasure of my own touch and remind myself that I matter and that I, I am a source for this family and let me nourish myself. And it was so profound. It was so profound to just challenge myself to five minutes. Cause I've, once you start, it feels so good. You keep going often, but the brain, if you just tell yourself five minutes um, and just ask yourself, what do I need right now? What would feel best? And then just start there. It's like, you're still gaining those skills. You're still connecting with yourself. It was so powerful. It helped me so much. Then I felt like who I could show up the next day as was more resourced. Um, And it was such a simple thing, but I was amazed at the impact of that. And 
yeah, I want people to know that so you, you were talking about women finding it harder sometimes to connect with our own pleasure. And I, I feel like dancing for five minutes and then like touching your body with lotion doesn't have to be genitally, just like connecting with your own body and like finding what feels good. Like asking yourself, what do I need today? Is it my arms that feel tight? Is it my shoulders? Like my butt? Like what, you know, like what would be good? <laughs> can I, what can I, how can I serve myself so yeah. that I may serve yeah. others? Um, and it's a really beautiful, simple, but profound practice. I, uh, you're talking to a dancer. So I really resonate with that. I mean, that's yeah. one, of, that's one of the spaces where I feel like I can just shut out the rest of the world yeah. and just be in my own presence. Um, yeah. just being present, just being in the moment, not really thinking or worrying about anything or anybody else. It's just me and my body and connecting to my, my body, heart, soul, and spirit. And don't you feel so much better afterwards? Oh yeah. I, I used to, I mean, I, I still take dance classes and there was a time that I would, that I would go take dance classes two nights a week. This was when my kids were a little bit smaller, but um, you know, my kids would be like, mommy, why do you have to go to dance class? And I said, because it makes mommy really happy. And when I'm happy, I'm much nicer at home. <laughs> it's a one for one, right? It is. When we feel the difference of that, then we get committed to it because once we really notice that, we're like, oh, I'm doing this for the people around me. If you need to have that external um, reason. But it's like, it feels so much better when we connect with ourselves in whatever yeah. form. I am such a huge fan of the like five minute dance party in the living room. Like, yeah. if we're not able to get to a dance <laughs> class, you know, like it can just shift our, our mood. It brings us inwards, it, it presents us to joy and pleasure. And our day goes a slightly different direction after that. Well, I think, I think sometimes as women, we don't, because, because we are caretakers, you know, that, that everybody else's needs and nourishment is somehow more important or more valuable than our own. And I think that's a real struggle that a lot of women especially have is like, no, I'm worth being nourished as well. I'm, I'm worthy of being taken care of. I'm worthy of receiving pleasure, however, you know, however I desire it. And so it's like breaking all of those societal and cultural expectations as well as I'm as worthy as you are. So how can I give to myself? Totally, totally. And it's so important and it makes so much possible. But if you need the mental hack of like, if I do this, it will help other people around me uh, because we are so programmed so many as caretakers, then you can play with that. But yes, um, ideally our culture can get to a place where we can think that as, as women, that we are worthy of taking that time for ourselves. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And how do, how do you, how do you navigate that with Chris and with this business of yours? We make time for massage. It is our practice. It is uh -huh. our meditation. It is our, it is a way of life. Like it's a way that we connect. We have a massage table in our bedroom. And oh. not everyone wants that. Yep, please. We <laughs> <laughs> do all of these things in a bed. Some but... people want a stripper pole. I would really like a massage table. <laughs> like, right, right. We all have our different uh, orientations. Yeah. yeah. And, um, 
it's it's a practice yeah we just it's hard sometimes uh to carve out that space but every time we do it feels incredible um and again the five to ten minutes like in bed before going to sleep it's not you know a full hour and those those times feel amazing and are so valuable um but five and ten minutes can still have us feel connected and like it feels so good and every time we do it we're like why don't we do this every single day you know we did more when we were younger without kids um right of course you have a little more freedom yeah but any any amount i am amazed at how much of a difference it makes so anything you can add i feel like really does make a difference and so using that to prioritize uh remembering that when when wanting to prioritize it is is helpful so it just it it just like little bits of reigniting your connection with each other totally yeah we always talk about keeping warm so it's easier to get hot uh, you know using uh-huh. the massage as a way of just like continuing to to be there with one another and uh-huh. remember one another's bodies um and remind each other that we're there yeah because I, I i think i think that happens in a lot of relationships as people feel cold totally, totally. right and i also you, want people to know that i can return there are seasons and times when things go cold uh-huh. um, and that is so normal but it's also really valuable and important to know that they can be reignited uh-huh. it is an effort it is an intention it is something you choose yes but with with effort um it really can come back and re reignite um but it but it is a choice it yeah. often doesn't happen just on its own and so remembering why that matters to you and why you want that for yourself and your partner and your family is is important to keep at the forefront of one's mind i think well, yeah yeah i because i feel like you know we are i'll just use the analogy as a, of a of a tree you know if you mm-hmm. plant a seed and you don't water it and you don't fertilize it and you don't give it sunshine you know how do you expect it to grow and we are the same it's like so so massage and touch and all of those little ways that you tend to the other person's garden you know to to growing their tree and nur- nourishing and nurturing their own growth um then you're going to have this big amazing strong rooted and um beautiful flowering uh plant <laughs> once you put in the time and effort but i feel like a lot of people use the excuse of oh i don't have time or i don't have the energy to make the effort and then it's like well what do you expect is going to happen then and sometimes it can feel hard when you don't feel any of that spark or excitement or interest uh-huh. um and that's where just beginning to feel them showing up for you and wanting to help you feel good in a non-sexual way for instance uh-huh. like a really lovely place to start again and then you can remember your body can begin to remember why you chose them out of the billions <laughs> of people on this world to share your life with um uh-huh. and then move from there yeah i i feel like um you know even though my relationship didn't work out i i had i have said to a couple people one of the one of the gifts that i feel like i gave my own kids was that i was very very nurturing with my touch i mean my family that i came from was very affectionate and so you know whenever they were sitting next to me i'd be like rubbing their back or rubbing their leg or just holding their hand and um you know letting my kids both my boys and my daughter know that 
non-sexual touch is important. You know, it just makes you feel good. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Whether that's holding hands, that's more lovers, of course, but yes, and sexual touch in all ways is so powerful. And I, I wish that many of us had more people that we could share non-sexual touch with Mm -hmm. Um, in American culture. It's not very common for people to do that with anyone outside of their immediate family and like a pat on the back or a little cuddle, all those things, they do add up. They really, they really help us as humans. Yeah. Um, So it's wonderful giving that to your family. And so what do you want to teach your daughter? or How are you going to teach your daughter about all of this? I really feel excited about teaching her that the body is a place of pleasure um, of her own. And it is her own. We do so much uh, talking about consent. Mm -hmm. Um, She's five, but really being clear about what is what, when it's okay to touch somebody else, when it's okay to, um, ask somebody not to touch you, to ask permission before touching, all of those pieces. So she just really understands that her body is her own. Um, we use, we always like, we language, we talk about her vulva, we like name, name all her parts so that she knows that, that right. her part of her body has a name. Um, and just to note that it's not the vagina, the vagina is the inside. Right. Um, I think our culture doesn't doesn't name doesn't we don't we don't even know the anatomy of ourselves it's it's, you know shouldn't be seen Um, but those are that's often where a lot of the pleasure is so that's why it's important to name she knows she has a clitoris just in conversation you know in wiping in you know just just very casual ways and in a non-charged way letting her know about her body and that it is there you know when she's exploring touching herself like I notice you're touching yourself. Please uh, feel free to do that in your room. It's a private mm-hmm. thing as she gets older. So like trying not to shame her, right. um, but also teach her about boundaries that mm-hmm. uh, this is not something we do in front of other people just to keep her safe um, in the world, but also trying to encourage her to know that, that her body is for her and for her pleasure. So I'm sure she will be, um, I'm sure she talks to her friends. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, all these things, like we are all in an ecosystem together. Yeah. Our own body, how we treat our children, like that does affect our community. Right. And I see that with children on the playground all the time. It's like everything they've learned from their own family culture uh, gets taught to each other and it's powerful. Well, and I think it's so important. I mean, I was even talking, um, you know, my son's, one's 18 and one's 20. And whenever they have friends over, you know, somehow we get into these conversations. And the last, the last time my 18 year old had some people over and I was telling them about my podcast and they're like, Oh God, mom, not again. You know? And I said to these girls, especially, um, I said, you know, do you talk to anybody about this kind of stuff? And they're like, Oh no, we were too embarrassed to talk to my parents. And I said, would you be interested? I mean, they're going to college right down the street. Like, would you be interested in me coming and talking you know, having some conversations with you young ladies about all of this stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, that would be so amazing because how do we learn about this? Yeah, that's wonderful. Oh, I hope you do that. What a wonderful uh, opportunity. Yeah, no, I... Their pleasure matters, uh, that we are not here just to serve men's pleasure. I know that's what culture tells us, but we have to know our own body and um, teach men how we like to be pleasured. 
like how and we want teach to how we want to be pleasured and just how we want to be treated in general. Yeah, totally. I think having those conversations would be so useful and powerful. And we love that you're offering that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like this is, you know, this is why I'm showing up to do what I'm doing is because I want, you know, and, and why you and Chris are doing the same thing. It's like opening up these conversations so that there is no shame. There is no judgment. It's just a part of our humanity and a part of our life experience. And how can we co-create something better and more conscious and more heart centered and respectful and, you know, all of these things that we're trying to promote. Totally, totally. And it's done conversation by conversation. Each of us remembering we're not alone. Most of us are totally normal. And uh, I feel like we have so much concern about that. And kind of these conversations allow for that to kind of get dissolved a bit. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Because the, the more fully we can each show up, the more we can serve each other, our community, the planet. Like we, we need all hands on deck right now. <laughs> our like highest um like at our most useful and i really yeah. feel like this is where like feeling the re like remembering that pleasure and joy feels good in our body and then serving from that place we can show up with more stamina with more oomph than if we're more like, life force totally than if we're coming from a really stressed panicky yeah. place which is yeah. also really warranted in this world right now so i feel like yeah trying to cultivate more of more connection, more belonging, uh -huh. more joy. Like it's just going to serve all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, because I feel like, you know, our purpose here in, in this earth is to find uh, our combination of passions and gifts and talents and the things that bring us joy so that we can become the fullest expression of ourselves. And in that way, you know, we feel this love and acceptance for ourselves and we can share that with other people. And it's, you know, it's just bringing these connections and knowing that there's a unity, you know, for all of us, that we're all connected, that we all um, struggle with similar issues, that we all want and need the same things, you know, both physically, emotionally, sexually, relationally, you know, that, that we can all help lift each other up to to have this beautiful experience of this human life. May it be so. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Do it. So yeah, you guys are, uh, you and Chris, I just like, <laughs> you are my role models. You know, this is, this is how I hope to develop my own work um, and I am so happy to share your work with my listeners. You know, it's like, I want to reach as many people with all of this stuff so that we can all experience more joy and pleasure and love and connection and, um, in our lives. It's really, really a beautiful thing. Totally. Totally. We can do it one conversation at a time, one love embodied practice at a time, yeah. solo partnered. And then we can be more available for our community, like being loving, being kind, being present. Yeah. So, so beautiful. So beautiful. So my last question that I ask um, my guests, Charlotte, is how do you define real love? 
I know it's a big one. <laughs> hmm. I think when we can show up for ourselves with kindness and compassion and presence, and then we can be present for others mm -hmm. with that same energy of kindness, compassion, and presence. Mm -hmm. When we can be loving without being attached to our ego needs and our unfulfilled needs, but we are coming from a place of, of how can we be here for you and with you, mm. that we can access real love when it is truly a that when it has a real quality of just presence mm -hmm. I feel like just being with one another with all of our energy and attention mm -hmm. no expectations no agenda yeah I think real love has a real quality of presence and empty presence and giving our full attention mm-hmm well, your presence here has been a, tr a true gift. Mm. Thank you so much for being here, Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you How, for what you have to do. Yeah, thank you. So um, I know everybody's going to want to find you <laughs> and listen to you and, uh, you know, get all of your content. I mean, you have so much, so many resources. It's so beautiful. So how can people... Um, find you and work with you and find it, you know, find out all about all your resources, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you. We are at pleasuremechanics.com. And if you like the free, um, there's a free online course, Erotic Essentials, that does have a video guide of foot massage in it, amongst other things. Um, you can come over to pleasuremechanics.com slash free and sign up for that we also have our podcast speaking of sex with the pleasure mechanics where there are 350 plus hours of free erotic education is, is that all <laughs> yeah it's so far, so far. So come connect with us in those places um, and and, uh, and receive your emails every week with lots of great uh, resources and information i mean i've listened to so many interesting uh, podcasts and um, like Audrey Lord talking about the power of the erotic. I was just bawling my eyes out. All right. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, yes. So much information, listeners. Uh, pleasuremechanics.com. 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 <laughs> Thank you. So, um, and for everyone, if you would like what you heard here, please subscribe to the wake up to real love podcast and share with all of your friends. Uh, and if you would like, uh, help with heartbreak and betrayal, um, creating more connection, expansion, um, presence and authenticity in your own life and relationships, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the awakening with Dawn. And I would be honored to help you find and create more real love in your life. And um, I think, you know, how I like to end my podcast is something that, that you talked about, about starting with yourself, your, your relationship with your own body and your own pleasure. Um, this is what I'm here to advocate is that the most important relationship 
that you will ever have is the one that you have with yourself so that you can show up, you know, to yourself with your own presence so that you can show up for your partners so that you can show up for your children, other family members, colleagues, et cetera, et cetera. It all starts with you and me and these conversations. So I really am so honored that you came uh, here today and I would love to have you back um, any, 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 any time. Thank you so much for being here, Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing what you're doing in the world. Thank you. All right. So listeners, uh, every day, wake up to more real love and we will. Thanks for being here today and we'll see you again soon. All right. Take care. Bye.